This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 271, Comic Reviews, the week of Wednesday, May 13th. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 271. It's our Comic Reviews episode for releases from Wednesday, May 13th. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Every week we take a look at comics that came out the previous week, uh, do a bit of a recap of what happened in the issue, if it was good, bad, ugly, or anything in between, and uh, that's usually what we do for every uneven episode. Uh, this episode's going to be a little bit of a, a sprint. Um, this episode's coming up Later than usual, we like it to be no later than the Wednesday following uh, comics releases. So this is coming up on the Thursday. So in the in the interest of time, it's going to be a bit of a lightning round, um, probably under ten minutes. So we got I think eight comics to talk about. Uh, so let's run through it. Uh, first up, technically came out the week previous, but uh, at bookstores came out the week after. We got Batman Earth One Volume Two. This is by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. Um, you know, about a week or so, if you go to cgmagazine.ca uh, or www.cgmagazine.ca, you should be able to find um, a review of this by me. Um, I haven't written it yet, but but I know it's going to be up there in about a week. Um, I was not a huge fan of this. Um, I don't even know if I necessarily liked it more than the first one. I guess my problem with it is more like I felt like Jeff Johns was trying to cram a lot in. This version of Batman feels more unseasoned than most early versions of Batman. The fact that he's kind of a shitty detective, he needs everyone else to kind of do anything for him. I don't know what really makes him more than just a thug punching people because he's not that smart. Um, you know, he's he's not a very good detective. He's not you know inventing things. He just he feels like he's really just not very much of a Batman. Um, the Alfred again is the very rougher edge version of Alfred which is kind of interesting especially given where they've kind of gone with the television show which is a little closer to this kind of concept in Gotham but um, and then the idea of having Harvey and having a twin sister a twin sister is the one who becomes um, the mayor of the city like there was parts of this that worked parts of it that didn't it felt like there was still corruption but they weren't really talking about the corruption even going after the kind of the people that were kind of in charge of the kind of uh, what was remaining of the Oswald Cobblepot uh, crime empire, it didn't even feel that concise. Um, so, I, in general, I, I think this was just kind of a, a bit of a mess. Um, the art by Gary Frank was not as good as I was expecting it to be. Um, when Batman kind of changes his bat symbol, I don't really like that either, and I don't really get the reason for that. Uh, the inclusion of Killer Croc felt very artificial, and then him suddenly becoming like a hero by the end felt kind of oddly placed as well. Um, it, it just in general, and I, I want. It's interesting because we see another version of the Riddler, and the Riddler's kind of only interesting until we see him, and then he's less interesting. Um, I'm gonna give it a four out of ten. I was not a big fan of this. Uh, I thought it'd be a little bit better. Um, you know, it, it just it felt unrealized. Uh, next up is Convergence Catwoman. Woo! Uh, this is issue number two. It's funny. I actually read issue two before issue one, or I didn't realize I hadn't read it. Uh, we got Batman from Kingdom Come showing up. Um, I don't know exactly what point in the Kingdom Come era, but he is here. And we also have Catwoman from the 90s. Um, it's just kind of an odd issue, and they're going up against Bruno Mannheim, and it's all right. It's not the strongest story. It's written by Justin Gray, artwork by Ron Randall. Uh, I'm going to give it maybe a 5.5 out of 10. It was probably the biggest downer of all the Convergence books, and felt like it was less connected, although I haven't read them all and they're just stacking up and one of these days, like I haven't even read the main Convergence series because I've just been falling behind with all the various miniseries uh, next up is Justice Le- sorry, Con- Convergence Justice League International number 2 
Uh, this I liked. Again, it felt like a kind of a weird pacing, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, it's written by Ron Mars, artwork by Mike Manley. Um, although the Kingdom Come characters, something didn't quite feel right. Like, they didn't really feel like, especially the Shazam, he didn't feel like he was from Kingdom Come in terms of the art. The other characters, maybe, like Wonder Woman, didn't really feel like she was from Kingdom Come. Some of the other characters did just because they're very unique to that world, but it was just kind of an odd decision. It was interesting to see the two team, teaming up and going up against each other. Um, having the Blue Beetles kind of talking it out. Uh, the ending with Booster Gold was kind of a, a cool ending as well, um, which brings up a lot of questions, actually, uh, that, that I don't know if they wanted to, you know, kind of delve into. Uh, but it, as a throwaway gag, it works really well. Uh, I did enjoy it overall. I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. Um, next up is Darth Vader number 5, which was continues to be enjoyable. Um and again, I don't remember LaRocca being this good for a, a while. Kieran Gillen is uh, the writer. As I said, Salvador LaRocca doing the art. Um, very engaging. Uh, I love the kind of uh, bizarro C-3PO in terms of like he's a homicidal robot or android. It's very cool. Um, go, you know, Vader going up against the kind of the test of the, the robots. Uh, very cool concept. And I like kind of seeing this kind of team and also having that... that um, there's a little bit more going on here in terms of what's going on with the Emperor. Uh, very cool concept. I like it. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, next up is Secret Wars number 2. This one's difficult for me. It's by Asad Ribic and Jonathan Hickman. Overall, I think I am going to give it an 8. Um, it was very much world building, but I'm curious where we're going to go from here. I mean, the first two issues are so different from each other. Uh, I'm wondering what issue 3 will even look like. Um, so now we have the Cabal, but where are the surviving heroes? Um, but, you know, kind of cool concept to introduce you to what this world looks like through the eyes of a, of a newly uh, created Thor. Um, cool concept, uh, excellent artwork, 8 out of 10. Uh, next up is Silk, which was a little disappointing just because we didn't get the same artist as we did for the first three issues. But otherwise, I did still like the artwork by Anna Paula Martello. Uh, it's written by Robbie Thompson. Uh, I am so enjoying this book. Like, even, like, the humorous part with Reed... Um, going through a, a kind of a VR construct to be Galactus was really fun. Uh, seeing Cindy Moon kind of trying to enjoy her life, seeing the flashbacks to her parents, um, it, her going on a date with Human Torch was kind of a cool concept. I'm more just kind of bummed that this book is going to prematurely end as part of Secret Wars, but otherwise I think it's been a solid read. Even with a different artist, it maintains a certain level of visual consistency and storytelling. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. The next up is Spider-Man 2099, number 12. Which I believe is the last issue um, and on that way I think it's a weird choice because I think the solicitations mentioned the whole showdown with Parker Industries on who gets this project which I don't think it ends up being addressed anywhere. It wasn't addressed in Amazing Spider-Man, wasn't addressed in 2099 it was a major plot point in both and yet then it was totally disregarded and then, although we do get this interesting fight between Tempest and uh, Spider-Man 2099 here which is at least more enjoyable than what we were getting in recent issues of Amazing Spider-Man itself um so it was kind of a cool fight to see them going up against each other um, and him trying to kind of take her out and, you know, being responsible for what happened to her, really. Um, again, I, I enjoyed it quite a lot, and um, it was kind of an interesting ending with the fact that she knows that he that Miguel is Spider-Man 2099, um, but now it's Secret Wars, so it won't matter. So it's a shame that we kind of got this truncated ending that didn't end up playing off a point that 
both books were supposed to try and deal with. Um, but I blame less on Peter David because I feel like he was more jostled between what other people were trying to do or wanting to do. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 because he made the best of a, a weird situation and made it work. and made it really interesting. Uh, and lastly, we have Uncanny Avengers number 4 by Rick Remender and Daniel Acuna. Uh, it's all right. Um, not a huge... Well, that's right. It's Rick Remender and Jerry Dugan. Didn't realize that at first. Um, a lot of flashbacks, which are cool, but... More of the high evolutionary storyline that I don't care about as much. Uh, the whole issue with uh, Vision is kind of strange. Um, it's okay. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I'm also not hating it either. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Uh, some of the highlighted books I didn't get a chance to read. I'm not going to go through all of them because there are a ton. But in- those uh, books include Uncle Scrooge number 2, Saga number 828, Convergence Green Lantern Parallax number 2, Convergence Superboy number 2, um... What else uh, did I get a chance to read? Guardians 3000, number 8. Howard the Duck, number 3. Magneto 18. Night Nurse, number 1. Uh, Silk, no, sorry, Silk I did read. Uh, Storm, uh, Thor, uh, and Wolverines, which I almost forgot is still going. Uh, some highlights coming out next week, or really yesterday, on the um, 20th of May, include the following kind of books. we got the 7th issue of Convergence. There's the Detective Comics Hardcover Volume 6, Icarus, which is great, by uh, Manipal and Bucciolato. Uh, there's also the 5th trade paperback, Octopia, with less said the better, although I think it had really good art, but not good story. Uh, we have Convergence Flash, number 2, Convergence Justice League of America, number 2, Convergence New Teen Titans, number 2. Um, we've got JLA trade paperback, Volume 7, collecting the 90s series, although by then I think it was already in the 2000s. Um, we have the launch of Donald Duck, number 1. Uh, at Marvel, there's going to be... Let's see. Uh, A-Force number one is a big launch. A new issue of Avengers World. Uh, we have Axis, Revolution, Civil War trade paperback, Miss Marvel. Weird that they're kind of going back to the well and doing a bunch of Civil War trade paperbacks as reprintings. A uh, new issue of Daredevil, 15.1. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, 27. Loki, Agent of Asgard is a new issue as part of Secret Wars. The Last Days, I believe. Master of Kung Fu, number one, uh, is coming out. We have um, Planet Hulk coming out. Uh, Secret Wars, Battle World. Uh, Spider-Verse number one, Star Wars number five, which I'm excited about, Ultimate End number one, uh, new issues of Uncanny X-Men and Wolverines, as well as trade paperbacks for Uncanny Avengers Volume 4, uh, as well as Uncanny X-Men <coughs> Volume 4 called Versus Shield. So that's everything for this episode. Thank you for joining us for this very fast, very quick, very, you know, lightning-paced episode. Our next episode will be coming out in the next day or two. It's uh, a spotlight on Daredevil uh, with uh, Kuljeet Mithra, who runs the amazing website www.manwithoutfear.com, the great, one of the greatest places on the net for your Daredevil information and fix. Uh, amazing creator interviews there as well, so you can check that out. Uh, also, I want to uh, thank uh, supporter of the show, Matt Miller. Um, recently we started crowdfunding through Podbean, so I want to thank him for supporting the show, and he'll get to choose an upcoming episode focus as well. Uh, future episodes will also include interviews with Chuck Dixon, Mike Diodato Jr., Pat O'Leaf of uh, Untold Tales of Spider-Man and uh, Spider-Girl fame, as well as uh, ones where we don't have a schedule for yet, but we are working on it. Uh, it looks like we're going to be having Ron Garney on the show as well as um, D.G. Chichester from uh, an amazing run on Daredevil uh, back in the 90s, 
and uh, I think one other creator that I'm forgetting about at this time, but we're still working on a, on timing. Oh, Steve Scroach, or Scroche. I guess I'll finally be able to know how that is pronounced. Uh, who helped create X-Man and also had a run on Amazing Spider-Man and Cable back in the 90s. And also did storyboards for The Matrix, which is, I guess, kind of a bigger deal. Uh, so thank you for joining us for this episode. You can email us at comicshenigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, post in our HCRM thread, listen to us on Stitcher, and just generally find us on the web. So thank you very much for listening to this episode, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.